How you doing, people? Caleb here. We did not do a proper intro to this podcast, so we're doing it here now. Taylor Simpson makes his triumphant return to We Should Jam sometime in over 100 episodes. Taylor was first on the podcast with his band, The Common Chase, and he's back to promote his debut solo record, Learning to Live with Precious Time. Taylor is a good friend of mine. He has his own podcast called The Mental Break with Taylor Simpson. I had the honor of being on uh, an early episode of that podcast, episode number seven. So go check that out if you want to hear me talk about some stuff that I normally don't discuss on this podcast. Uh, And definitely go listen to the first episode. I mean, you should listen to all of them, but go listen to the first episode. Uh, Taylor's story is an incredible one. Honestly, the guy's been through a lot and I have nothing but respect for him. And I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. Uh, And if you're new, if you're here just because you want to hear your good buddy Taylor Simpson talk about himself, uh, I would, you know, urge you to check out some other episodes. If you like this one, Uh, maybe subscribe and uh, we could be friends. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Simpson. Yo, check, check this out. Caleb, I love you with all my heart, but you are not a talent. These guys put a pot smoking Ottawa band on the litter or test. Best podcast ever. It was funny, I remember when I had you on my show, Caleb, that you said, like, once you get past, what was it, the 10 episode mark? I think yeah, I think it's somewhere between like 7 and 10. Most podcasts don't make it. Because I think I was episode 7 and I made the joke where I was like, could be all downhill from here. Yeah, yeah, but you, it's funny you said that because like once I hit episode ten, I was like, I want to keep doing this. Like this is cool. Yeah. And then I finished a whole season. I did twenty episodes. So it's just like wow. The start. Uh, it was kind of weird for me too because like the first like I don't even know like fifteen weren't really that weird because it was just like I was doing them with classmates. I didn't really think much of it and there was like nothing really like I was like I don't know I'm doing a music podcast pretty cool and like you're in school so you have that like support system of doing it yeah um, and it's just a group of musicians so everybody's like yo can I come talk about myself yeah <laughs> and so I'm like, like yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> but then when I started having like other people on I was like oh this is weird and like that's when it like started to become like a learning experience and stuff like right i think i've said it like a few times but like when i had crown lands on like i i hate that episode because like it was the first and it's got nothing to do with them they were awesome i just was like not prepared to like be an interview yeah to interview of, yeah so i, was I just see like, i see yeah you know and like if I, well, I, I haven't listened back in like a long time but when i was like editing it i was like oh i hate this because <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was so clearly like nervous and shit and uh I haven't yeah. really had that in like a long time. And that started to like go away the more like I think too like when I they were obviously like such a big like quote unquote get mm. that I think like that was, I was like holy shit I can't believe they said yes that's crazy. <laughs> um, right. But I don't know. I think also having a co-host is like really helpful cuz Craig will talk to anybody about anything. So yeah, I can shoot the shit. Yeah. So totally sometimes shit. I'll be like oh fuck I'm nervous about this guest and he's like I don't know. I didn't bring anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're like what do I need to know about this person? <laughs> You're like, it's all good, man. I'll yeah. figure it out. Well, that's per- I it's love good to that have so that like much. partnership too, right? Where like if you're unsure, you can have somebody to lean on and help you get through yeah. that as well. Absolutely. It's I wish I had that with my podcast because it's just me, right? And yeah. I interview guests and stuff. But I guess in comparison to what you guys do is like you have bands on, so you're talking like multiple people at once, right? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah sometimes. Or maybe yeah. one on one. Yeah. But like you got the partnership there between you and Craig, right? So yeah. I guess in the in the sense it's just like when I do my podcast, I'm talking about mental health stuff. You know, Caleb, you were on the yeah. show. Mm. Um, but to Craig, obviously, if you haven't seen any of my episodes, it's you know I I basically just talk openly about mental health, 
Right. Um, you know, that person's experience with theirs. We talk in a general sense or whatever. Like, it's just, you know, breaking the stigma and the taboo of, of mental health conversations. So That's I guess great. with that material, it's a lot easier to sit down with somebody. Yeah. And it's already you know, focused my, like before yeah, it starts. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And like I, I'm highly motivated in that regard right. because I'm such a huge mental health advocate myself that it's just so easy for me to talk about. So like whenever I have a guest on, it's not really like nerve wracking. And I actually I'll give you guys a little sneak peek yeah, as it. to who I have come on the show this season. Uh, do you guys know the band Silverstein? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I've got I've got the guitarist from Silverstein. Damn, That's dude. Sick. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. I never would have thought he would say yes. I literally just DM'd him on Instagram as a as a one off. I was like, yeah, yeah. I could try. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, sick. That's yeah. so dope. That's so cool, man. That's like Thanks, that's guys. the one other thing I realized too, man. It's just like there's no harm in reaching out. Yeah. No, like Big we're time. all people, right? And yeah. like I think the subject matter of mental health is so important to talk about that yeah. maybe that makes people more inclined to want to do it. I don't know, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. I was actually, since we're already here, I was going to bring this up later in the episode, but we're already talking about it. I've been reading this book lately, which I don't know if you've read it, but have you read uh, I Don't Want to Talk About It by Terrence Real? I think someone else told me about this, Dude, but I haven't actually had a chance gotta to read it. you got to read this book. I'm not the guy to recommend books, but you got to <laughs> read this book, man. It's like, I'm only, I'm only uh, five chapters in. Uh, but my buddy Chad told me about it, and uh, dude, it's fucking wild. It it's so it's a, like yeah. it's like all about like men's mental health. Dude, the first chapter, I was like, oh, we're already gonna talk about me in the first chapter. Okay, cool, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, dude, it's super interesting book, and I think uh, I think you should definitely read. it. I'll send you a link <clears throat> afterwards. Yeah, please do. Um, I want to check but it out. It's nuts, man. Like, there's like so like basically every chapter like has like a basic premise, and that's the other thing too is like it's a really easy read. Like, I think a lot of things that are like always deterrence for me is like you know like scientific type books and they're talking about like brain chemicals and shit i'm like dude i want it i want to understand but like it's not i don't know what that means yeah it's not how my head works but um, serotonin yeah exactly but i guess like just to get to the point like uh basically like it's what it kind of follows is like how statistically you would look at like people that are diagnosed with depression like by, by gender and like women are diagnosed at a higher rate but then when you start to break it down and be like well when it comes to like addictions men are actually diagnosed with like addictions at a higher rate and when you start getting into like mm. why do people drink why are people addicted to like mm. love or other things it's like deeper issues you know what i mean like right, why are right. some fathers like violent or why are people like like domestic abusers and stuff like that and it gets like really into um and it's not also being like you know, the guy only hits his wife because he's depressed. It's like, I was like, obviously yeah. that's a bad thing. Yeah, but like, let's yeah, get to like yeah. the deeper version of like, why do people act in this way? Right. And mm -hmm. it's incredibly interesting. So definitely check that out. Cause uh, I was like, oh, I got to ask Taylor if he's read this book. Cause like every chapter I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like this is intense. It's our new wow, segment. Yeah. Read this shit. Yeah. Read this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Thanks. Man. I'll definitely check it out for sure. Like that'll go hand in hand with my, with my oh, podcast. For right? sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, cool. I think some like, especially on like men's mental health, I think it's a really interesting perspective because it's not always like discussed at that like deep of a level, you know? Mm. Right. But, yeah. I feel like that's the whole like toxic masculinity, you know, like how we how most men just brush it off and don't deal with it properly. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, even there's one chapter that talks about like, um, like overt, 
uh, abuse from like a father, let's say. So like the example is like if you like fall as a child and you like rip your knee open and you like fuck up your jeans or whatever. It's like one response could be like your your dad gets pissed at you because you wrecked your clothes. And that's like a very obvious sense of like abuse. But then another one could be your dad's like, all right, like come here. Uh, like I'll take care of you. But then he spends like 10 minutes on a business call before like tending to you. Right. And it's like, that's something that you might not really consider, but that's like, you're sitting there for 10 minutes in pain. while like your parent is just like, I'll get Doing to you. Shit. I'll get to you like one yeah. second. So just stuff like that. Where I'm like, Oh fuck man. Like, sure, yeah, like yeah. that's not something that you like think about really. Hmm. Yeah, of course. Or he just tells you get up and walk it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So super interesting. That's my, uh, I don't know. That's my big recommendation. Yeah, for, uh, that's my jam this week. That's is, your jam? Is this book on depression. <laughs> <Okay>. Cool. All right. <laughs> we safe. should jam this book sometime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jamming on books, dog. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, that. we'll use that as a segue. So, Taylor, we do a segment called This Is My Jam. So, uh, basically, what recently, it can be this week, it can be whatever, uh, has happened in your life that is your jam. Now, this, now this is my jam. Okay, so I have two, two, two jams then. Okay, that I'll talk about that, okay. that's been recent. Obviously, the album, but that's you know, well, I'm sure we'll get into that. We'll later. get into that, yeah. So I'll I'll leave that for a different segment. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say I just formed a band. Nice. To, oh, sick. To to back up uh, my solo stuff live. Sweet. So that has been my jam for the last like two months. We've been rehearsing and and like getting up to speed with everything, all the songs and everything like that. And I'm actually playing a show like this Wednesday. Nice. That's tight. My was... first, my first show with the band. So hell yeah. So we, I've honestly just been like in rehearsal mode for the last two months, basically trying to get ready for this show. So that's kind of been my jam right now. Hell yeah. And then my second jam is I'm really late to the party with this one, but I just bought a switch. Nice. Yo, nice. Uh, it's, it's this is gonna make you guys laugh, but like the last fucking console I owned was an Xbox. <laughs> Like the original oh, Xbox? <laughs> like the first Xbox. Xbox Arcade. <laughs> Holy hell. Wow. And like, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, Xbox. Oh, I guess the Wii. Sorry, I had a Wii. Yeah. Those are like $1,000 now. Really? Yeah, I was really? like, so Amazon will like pitch me just random shit all the time. Yeah. And they'll be like, here's like a classic uh, NES system or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And they pitched me a Wii, and I was like, a Wii would be kind of fun just for bowling. Yeah. Like, it's literally a thousand dollars. It's like unopened, brand new fucking Wii. That's crazy. Like, this is stupid, dude. dude. I remember when, like, Wiis were a thing, and, like, everybody was getting them, and I was like, oh, damn, like, that'd be dope. And then my grandparents were like, yo, we bought a Wii. And we were like, pardon? Yeah, they're like, we're going to get some exercise <laughs> yeah, on the Wii. That's what it was. That was yeah. a thing, man. Like, everyone's huge grandparents thing. were buying Wiis, too. It was hilarious. Yeah. Like, I think my grandma bought me my Wii for Christmas. That's yeah. how I got it crazy so cool but yeah so anyways the last console i ever played was a wii and so it's been quite a while (laughs) "Ah, i'll give it a shot like why not like you know we were we were in the second lockdown and i was like fuck i'm so bored like you know i've done all the music stuff already i was waiting for the album to come out and i was like let's just let's just fucking buy a switch and just see what all the hype's about so i bought a switch and i've been playing a lot of the new pokemon game uh a brilliant diamond i think it's called God damn. I have no idea. I'm they, not the one to confirm. Yeah, after either. Emerald, <laughs> fucking right over my head. You're like, shoo. Yeah, they had like black, too, obviously. black fucking I just asked pearl the guy and shit. I was like, hey, what's the newest Pokemon game? And he's like, this one. I'm like, okay, I'll buy that one. And holy shit, man. Like going from playing like blue and red to like this was a 
I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think <laughs> too much shit the going on for me now. Nuts, bro. I was like, this is this is a Pokemon game. This is crazy. Drake was just here. Actually, he I still have the power cord. You still for, have it? For his Switch. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, and guess what? He told, he's going to be listening to this. Probably still going to be here by the time he's listening to this. Three times last week, he was going to come by and get it. Holy hell. Didn't come by at all. This guy. I'm like, whatever, man. It's your Switch. I don't Are we shit. talking like Drizzy Drake? Yeah, you man. From, you guys from the Drizzy? Yeah, man. The Friggin' Drizzy. Drizzy, Drizzy came by. Dude, I'm buds with him. You didn't know that? Nice. nice. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. That was your connection. Jeez. Dude, yeah. But we were playing, uh, he had uh, like Mario Golf or something, and that was super fun. So Drizzy plays Mario Golf. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good to you know. Go. Put that on the uh, Telexclaim. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, hell yeah. yeah. Thanks for the question, man. Yeah, I've just been jamming, you know, with the new band and getting ready for shows and stuff. Hell yeah! I uh, playing a show this Wednesday, and I'm pl- I've already booked another show for March. Like, so I'm just rolling Damn. out, man. Damn. Yeah. So dude. that your Wednesday show will have already happened yeah. by the time this comes out. Where's <laughs> yeah, Where's that happening out, at? So it was a great time. Guys. Yeah. yeah. It was It was fantastic. Killer show. Where was that show? <laughs> uh, that show was at Bar Cathedral downtown. Nice. Okay. What is the? Are you having? A, is there a name for the band, or is it just Taylor Simpson, or is it We're Taylor Simpson and some names? I think we're gonna do this fun gimmick for the at least the first couple of shows where we have like a bunch of names written in a hat. Nice. That's and then great. we're gonna ask the audience to pick out yep. the name in the hat and that's what our name is for the night. Nice. That's tight. And Love so it. every show is just gonna change. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Like that. That's, that's cool. a great idea. It'll be like Taylor Simpson and the blah blah blahs, you know. Yeah. Like, nice. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's sweet. Yeah, it'll be our gimmick for a while. Maybe forever. We'll see. Maybe forever, Maybe dude. Forever. Why not? Yeah. That could be like our fun little thing, right? It's so very punk. Yeah, there was. Is there a show? I think I saw Charlie Weber is playing it, and it's like the all, the whole like lineup is like insert name and the on it. Because I think Mark Swan was like, "This is the longest bill." Of oh it was yeah, like, it was like it was like the battle of the longest band name or something. They oh said they God. wanted Olivia and the Creepy Crawly, so it would be the longest fucking yeah. bill of all time. Yeah. I want to see what yeah, the because like, uh, I think like Anella talked like, about do like they wanted to do um. Well, they want to do a living the creepy cause and Nell in the early hours and um fuck what was that band that Charlie was in and they changed their name but it used to be uh uh Taylor Holden and the Law of Averages yes, yeah so it's gonna All be like super the long longest names. Names. dude that whole poster is just text. yeah it's it's just uh it's like that one Fiona Apple album title that's like the whole CD sleeve is like just the title of the album yeah so it's da- yep. Dave House and the Mermaid the Honest Heart Collective and Charlie Weber and the Glorious yeah. Failures. <laughs> And they wanted to get wow. Olivia, Olivia and the Creepy Crawlies as yeah. well. Dude, it'd be crazy if Facebook it. was just like, yeah, you don't have enough characters to do this. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I want to jump on that bill too now. Yeah, yeah dude, honestly. That's Taylor so Simpson and the Pretenders. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. All right, well, Craig, do you have a jam? Um, yeah, so yeah, jam, uh, Pro Wrestling The Band has uh, has shows. We have a show anyway at Rum Runners, yeah, April, Runners. F- April 14th. Just the day before Good Friday. Add it to your calendar. Your weekend starting yeah. that Thursday. So why not spend it at Rum Runners with us? And Hell yeah. Thunder Queens. Hell yeah. Fucking the most punk rock 10-year-old girls in all of London. And uh, stuck out here. Nice. Yeah. Good fucking bill. Nice. So come out cool. to Rum Runners in, in April. That's, uh, that was my jam for sure. Were you guys supposed to play a show, Caleb? Uh, no. <laughs> we, uh, no. We played two shows last year. And we did play them. We have nothing booked though right now. Mm. Lost Arts is in a state of limbo. 
<laughs> it's yes, really just Drake and I right now, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we may have found some more members for yeah, you, though. So. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, I'm not that worried about it, honestly. Like, Drake and I got some demos, and it, it kind of is what it is. That's I'm also idea. trying to, like, not work in lawn care anymore, so that's, like, my main focus right now. <laughs> that's the main goal. Get, a good like, focus. get, like, a real job, but, yeah. So there you go. That's, that's a sensible focus. Yeah. Real job. Real, I, I real said that job. to the false eye doll guys, and they were like, you don't want a real job. And I was like, I'm not talking about being an accountant. I'm talking about like audio work. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. I was like something in your I'm, field. Yeah, right? I was like I'm yeah. still talking about something that I enjoy doing, not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, just yeah. like not a any, shit job. Yeah. <laughs> Real job it's does like, not mean a go, bad job. Yeah, I'm not gonna go work at TD or something like Jesus. Yeah. You know Unless they need a podcast or something, day. I'll totally work for TD. <laughs> yeah, the TD podcast. <laughs> Learn know. about RRSPs and yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm interested to see how you guys feel about this because I, I was actually having a conversation with Lena, my roommate, uh, yesterday about this because she was talking about um, she was watching an interview with Mitski. Yeah, fuck yeah, Mitski. Um, and Mitski was, you know, is. she's been around for a while. She does that TikTok so that nobody, nobody, nobody. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Lena was just saying that, like, Mitski was saying in her interview, like, how cringy it still feels to say that she's a full time musician. Mm. And yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah, why do you, I, why do you I, I can get that, that where you're like, yeah, I'm a full time musician. It's like, oh, so you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it has that like negative connotation, I suppose. But I never feel bad about saying no, you should. It's, it's my it's my career. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. And I've been absolutely. pushing so hard for it for so many years. Like, for sure. I'm proud to say that I'm a musician and that's what I want my job to be. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't feel I mean, I understand, I guess, like stepping out of that and being like other people's perspectives, obviously, like maybe it's a bit cringy to them because it's like. Like you said, Craig, that negative connotation of like, oh, you're just broke then, or you don't have a yeah. real job, or whatever yeah. the fuck. And I'm like, come on, fuck with that shit, dude. Like, yeah. what is yeah. a real job? Yeah. yeah. That's you know the other I mean? thing. What I find so funny, man, is like people will be like so quick to be like, dude, that's so cool that you do that. Da, da, da. And then it's like, but then on the other hand, they'll be like, well, you know, you're broke or whatever, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah. okay, but it's, it's like, but I'm doing, but like, have you ever done anything that you loved? Yeah, <laughs> you know what no I mean? Shit. It's like, yeah. you not have any dreams or whatever. Like, I always think about that too, man. It's just like some people's priorities are like in different places. You know, I've had, I've been For in sure. places like states of mind before where like, like my brother's a pharmacist. Right. And I've been like, and dude, that's not any easy task. I'm just saying like, you fucking worked hard for like seven or eight years. And then, and then he has this like career and it's a good career. Right. And I've just been like, dude, I wish I wanted to be like a fucking lawyer. Like at least yeah. like there's like such a clear path, right? Where you're like, this is hard, this is expensive, but like there's a pretty like solid chance of a pretty good life on the other end of this. Where you're yeah. just like, I wanna be a musician or like I wanna work in sound design or whatever. And you're like, that's a fuckload of work. And like it could work out great. Yeah. Good. <laughs> like, totally good. Or it could work out or like, be terrible. so poorly. <laughs> yeah. Or like the yeah. other thing too is like it could work out fine. Like it could also just work out fine. Yeah. You know? And the other right. thing too, man, like you have to be okay with, with fine in, in this industry, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And like if you love it enough, like it's not about the money, the fame, or any of that bullshit. Like mm -hmm. it, I, I do music because I love to play music i love to tell stories like yes yeah. that's why i do what i do absolutely i don't need to be like lady gaga or Katy perry or any of that fame like that's crazy that's like out of the ether shit yeah like, yeah no shit I, yeah, that's not I, even I something always... to like strive for i feel like no, i think people that like... strive for that kind of success is like you're already doomed like yeah because you're not in it for the right reasons right yeah yeah you like i want to connect with people you know i know it's yeah. cliche to say but like it's just it's true like i want to connect with people and i want to like tell my story and and if that helps somebody else out in the process, then that's 
that's all I could ask for, right? Yeah. Like, that's why I do what I do. You bring a tear And I always act. tell people, like, <laughs> I don't care whether it's in, like, a room of, like, 50 people, 10 people, or, like, 1,000 people. Like, yeah. if I see one, one or two people in the crowd singing back the words that I wrote in my bedroom, that's amazing. Like, absolutely, you can't get that anywhere else in any other job. Yeah, definitely you know? not. So, like, that's enough for me. And I, I always tell my friends, like, because they always ask me, like, oh, like, what's your goal with your career, Taylor? Like, what do you want to be doing? And I'm like, honestly, as long as I'm, like, touring across Canada and, like, I have the level of fame of somebody, like, I don't know, like, the beaches. Yeah. You know, like, that's that would be fine for me. Yeah. You know, because they have a career. They do it full time now. Like, they don't have jobs outside of that. So it's like they get to do that for their job. Yeah. Right. So that's that's kind of my goal anyways. That's awesome. Over the course of the pandemic, like, I, I feel like I forgot, like, what it was like. Because even when we were, like, writing and, like, we recorded some songs over the pandemic and stuff, and, like, that was fun. But I, like, forgot what it was like to perform. And then we went up to Napanee in the summer, this fucking five-hour drive. And we were like, I don't know, it'll be fun, like, whatever. And, like, I didn't play the show in, like, I think it was 17 months was the count. And yeah. uh, I was like, we got off stage, and I was like, that was fucking fun. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And, like, I totally forgot that feeling. And, like, I think you're absolutely right. Like, that's a feeling that even at that level you're like that's a feeling that like so many people like don't know what that's like yeah yeah it's, exactly it's absolutely incredible man and like and dude there's shows that you're like oh, man I, that sucked yeah, <laughs> like, that was you so know bad. or like yeah. we've had shows oh, yeah. right where like where we've played and i've been like boys like i'm fucking sorry i was off i hated that and like drake will be like i think that went good yeah like okay like i hated it but like okay like oh, that's cool man. that like that it was a good show for you you know whatever but like but, but dude, then it's still that's still great those shows absolutely yeah. man yeah because, over just have one good one like i don't even care like it's funny you said that because i just i played my first show back december 1st of last year mm. and i hadn't i hadn't played a show in like over two years because common chase broke up in 2019 right mm, right so and, you know, like, my life is in shambles mentally and all that stuff. We can get into that later if you want to. But I was just in an emotional state of not being able to do anything. So I could have pursued the solo career sooner, and I wish I did. But whatever, say la vie. Here we are now. But, uh, yeah, I played my first show back December of last year. And it was a strip back set. It was just me and my guitarist, Sonny, at the time. And we played at Bar Cathedral, same place I'm playing this last Wednesday, whatever. Last yeah, Wednesday. The other day. <laughs> last Wednesday. And it was great. Um, Packed house. But yeah, like like you said, Caleb, that feeling you get, like when I was up on stage, it had been two years I played a show. And like, I also felt the same way you did. Like, oh man, like this is such a tough career. Like, can I still be pursuing this? Like, I'm 28 years old. I'm not old, obviously, but I'm not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. And like, you see kids nowadays are like 14, 13, like, making huge career moves in themselves. It's like, fuck, like, did I miss the wind of opportunity? Yeah. Like, you know, but I try not to get those thoughts like in vain. I just do what I love to do. And I got up there and I was like, nope, this is what I need to be doing. Absolutely. I got off the stage and I was like, wow, I miss this feeling so yeah. much. That's hard, man. Cause it's like, it's such a cliche, but like, well, you can't compare yourself to others, but it's like, it's hard in the age of the internet yeah, know, dude, when it's man, all in your face, man. Like, or you see people starting to like book shows and stuff and you're like, fuck, dude, like, yeah. where's my show? Like, yeah. what am I doing? You know, totally. and it's like, yeah. it's so, and that's where I like think that I'm like, okay, like I still want to do this, even though if my focus is maybe slightly shifted over to something else, I'm like, when like I, all these run runner shows got announced this week and I was like, fuck man, like, I, well, I want to get back on stage. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. like I still have that. Like, I just feel like because it hasn't been like a reality, like I, I haven't noticed that like that fire is still like burning inside mm -hmm. of me. It's just been like, 
okay, well, I can't do that right now. So I've been able to like try to focus on something else. Sure. But I've been like, okay, like I still do like have this, you know? Um, right. I yeah. use that comparison as motivation rather than negativity. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, it's always there. Like we're all human, right? Obviously we all feel the same way. Like comparison is something that we like inherently, I think, deal with. Yeah, unfortunately, especially sure. with social media, like you said, Caleb, I'm trying to turn it on its head. You know, it's tough, obviously, but I'm trying to like look at it and be like, hey, yes, I'm jealous of this band doing this or this artist doing this or whatever and having these numbers or starting at that age or whatever the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, like, why do I like that's them? This is me. Mm -hmm. And like, let's use that to motivate me. Like, let's like, that's why I started. I built this band, you know, in like two months, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. I put out a fucking album and now I'm booking shows like crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing the thing. Yeah, it just to do it to push me to get there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, again, as long as you're like happy with what's going on, it doesn't really matter like what other yeah, people think. Totally. You know? Yeah, exactly, man. Shit happens when it's supposed to, you know, or something like that. Yeah, let like the chakras align, man. <laughs> <laughs> the feng shui. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I also have some just like music topics if you want to talk about that a little bit and then we'll like, then we'll, we'll go to the album. Are you cool with we'll, doing we'll some do topics for a bit? Absolutely. All I right. love how there was like no intro in this podcast. I know. Was, I was thinking that I'll do one. I'll right do one after. It. <laughs> <laughs> let's, it do was one, actually... let's do one right now. Let's do yeah. And welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to start the show now. Yeah. Uh, let's let's now. start the show right now. Yeah. 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 Here we go. That was, that was the cold open. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the longest cold <laughs> open Fuck of yeah. all time. Full episode of The Office of a cold open. Yeah. Live yeah, from this room. It's Saturday night. Oh do you guys God. have like an intro you do for your pod or no usually i'll say uh how you doing people because uh that's what paul stanley does our yeah. lord and savior paul stanley that's what he says yeah um and that's kind of it really it's pretty well it, that's yeah. pretty much it um actually speaking of paul stanley this is just a small piece of news <laughs> all right my, my two favorite things come together paul stanley and the foo fighters collaboration what nothing's in the works yet but uh the foo fighters movie studio 666 did the premiere mm -hmm. the other night Paul Stanley was there and they, and they asked him, yo, are you guys going to ever collaborate? And he said, we can make a lot of noise together. He's certainly open to it. That's a rock thing to say. Dude, hell yeah. It's so rock. Dude, rock we and make roll. some fucking noise together, bro. <laughs> dude, apparently like their kids went to school together or they're in the same school or something. Oh, okay. So dude, do you imagine, cool. dude, just imagine this. It's 3.30 p.m. And both Dave Grohl and Paul Stanley are just in the parking lot waiting for their kid to come out. Paul Stanley and Dave Grohl's kids are the same age, and Paul Stanley's definitely like thirty years. I don't older know if they're the Dave same. Grohl. I think they just went to the same school. I don't. I think Paul Stanley yeah. has like grown probably different grades. Hopefully, yeah. Paul Stanley still fucks. <laughs> dude, sick. I just saw that Clip on that. Uh, that. online, so and I was like, dude, Paul that Stanley's is a book. sick dude. Give me that collaboration, Paul Stanley. That'd be cool. Fuck. That'd be really cool. Dude, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Dude, we're big Kiss fans on this podcast. Dude. Yeah, Kiss is the greatest I band I couldn't of all tell time. with the poster in the back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Greatest band of all time. This is my, this is my Velvet Kiss poster, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, my dude. God. I never noticed you that. You never noticed that's Velvet? Dude, it's like felt. It's velvet. That's dude. Sick. You know what else is something that's like so obvious about this poster that I never... Like, I've had this poster since I was like a young child. It uh, it watched over me while I slept for many years. Oh, that's uh, But the first time Tilker saw it, he was like, yo, that's like a blacklight poster. And I was like, I don't think so. And he was like, no, it definitely is. And I was like, oh, it probably is. That's why it's all like neon Yeah, shit. that makes neon Yeah, I've never thought about it before. But, shit. Yeah, there you go. I actually have well, many... I like, a blacklight to try. This Queens of the Stone Age poster that you can only kind of see, it glows in the dark. And then I got Sick. a Foo Fighters document or documentary. Foo Fighters poster over there. It glows in the dark. 
This room yeah. was destined for smoking weed in. Dude, I didn't know yeah. that these the first time I got this poster, I was like I was back home uh, like at my parents' place and I like woke up to go to the bathroom one night and I came back in and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Whoa. <laughs> You're like, Why is that poster like, glowing? Josh, right now? what the hell, man? <laughs> what the hell, dude? Like, Shit, man. That's wild. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh yeah, that's our kiss news for the day. Nice, Paul Stanley nice. Fox. Um, do you guys want to talk about Roger Waters or Kanye West? Let's go, Roger I Waters. About, okay. I don't know anything about any of these guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roger Waters, my birthday twin. We share the same birthday. I like to let people know that. Uh, cool. Any chance I get, dude? He friggin' dude. He friggin' came right at Mark Zuckerberg, dude. He doesn't at care. the Zuck, dude. Nice. At the Zuck, he at called him one himself. of the one of the most powerful idiots in the world. Um, so basically what happened is Facebook just reached out to uh, Roger Waters and was like, yo, we're doing this ad. We want to use another brick in the wall part two. And uh, <laughs> apparently it was a lot of money. Roger said it was a huge, huge amount of money. Uh, and the answer is fuck you. No fucking way. Nice. <laughs> is, what he, is what he said to Get Mark fucked. Zuckerberg. Rock and roll. Get fucked. Yeah. And then he actually shared a part of um, what the actual message said and well, I don't know if Zuckerberg said this but Facebook said um, they yeah. feel that the core sentiment of this song is still so prevalent and so necessary today which speaks to how timeless the work is um, but Roger Waters was basically like no you guys are trying to just take over everything <laughs> so, yeah fuck you guys you have all of the money yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no. So, so no, which I think is crazy. Dude, I have mad respect when, like, I'm sure it was a wild amount of money. And to, yeah, for him like just to be of like, no, nah, man. Yeah, dude, it's probably insane. Just for an ad. If Roger's not going to take that money, though, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll dude. take it. Yeah, dude, throw <laughs> a lot of Taylor Simpson song, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We don't care. <laughs> yep. Daddy's up. Give me the, yeah. the buck. Because here's the thing, man. We'll take the money. And then we'll revolt against the people. We yeah. need to have the money. Exactly. First. We got to yeah. have the funds first. Exactly. Yeah. It's you like, play the take game. the money from the business. Dude, you got to play the game, man. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> My slog in the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just thinking when we <laughs> had the False Side Dolls on, we like, I made some joke. I was like, oh, I saw you guys released uh, your new single on Spotify. So, like, you're like a big fan of misinformation. So, I was at like <laughs> the, the height of the Joe Rogan thing. And, like, I was just kid. Like, I was kid. And then, like, they, like, took a pause. They were <laughs> I was like, like, oh, I was, like, oh, I was just joking, man. Shit. And then Ed was like, well, you know, we're a young band. I was like, yeah, dude, no, like, I'm not. Like, of course. Of course. You're totally gonna fucking with you. Honestly, though, totally fuck fucking with you. Fuck Spotify, dude. Oh, dude. Also, also, fuck I Spotify. I fucking hate Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, like here's here's my take on Spotify. I know yes. no one asked for it. No, have it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, my take on Spotify is I think it's a great platform in terms of the playlisting and the algorithm. I think that's every other streaming service is totally lacking in that department. Totally, uh, they dominate that, and like I understand that obviously as a musician, like I understand that like that that's the field that they do best in, and it helps local artists like us reach more people. On a, on a larger scale, right? Which kind of annoys me because, like, that's that's why it's so good. Yeah. But everything else about that company sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, taking Joe Rogan over, uh, who was it, Neil Young? Neil Young. Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, and... And, a like, a bunch others, of yeah. other fucking huge artists. It's like, I mean, they don't need to be there anyways because they've already made their money, but, like, whatever. It's still a huge thing, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that they only play their artists, like, what, a fourth of a cent per stream? It's yeah. fucking absurd. It's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You have millions and millions of users across the entire globe. 
Yeah. That pay you like what fourteen dollars a month to use the streaming service and you can't afford to pay a cent a stream at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's are you fucking thing. kidding me? I opened uh Spotify yesterday and uh they're like just pushing that uh Julia Fox call her daddy podcast at me. And I kept was like, I'm she not She has interested. a podcast? No, she was on oh, it's that thing on, on TikTok. On Kajams. On Kajams. But again, yeah. like and I know what they're doing that because they paid $50 million for Call Her Daddy. It's oh. like the second biggest podcast in the world. But it's just like, I don't fucking want to see this. <laughs> like, stop. I'm not going to listen Please to this. Stop. No, I'm not. Please stop. <laughs> you know? Um, but I tell, I've said that too. Exactly what you said, Taylor. Like, the fact that like streaming has been like the thing for like the better part of a decade, I think now, I don't yeah. understand how other platforms aren't doing the same like the yeah. same thing yeah. you know what i mean like honestly like, even even like spotify wrapped at the end of the year should be enough of like a wake-up call for other people to be like wow like there's it's so because it's like so obviously like a sneaky ad, like marketing campaign right yep but like so how come apple and like title and these other ones aren't just like hey that's a great idea we have all this data like why not <laughs> use it you know the funny thing is honestly the funny thing is i don't know if you guys knew but apple does have one. Oh, do they Oh, yeah, but go. it's just it's just never talked about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, like so they have, in they order have for me to see my they have yeah, uh, well, order, they have like it's like just your artists though or something, right? And that's it. It's it's I heard it was If you lacking. have an artist profile with with Apple Music, you have to log into your account and then you have to request to get it. Oh. See? Like, it's not like how Spotify sends you an email and yeah. goes, here's your wrapped, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you want your Apple one, you have to go in and actually get it yourself. Dude, Apple's like me, dude. They're so passive. They're just like, <laughs> we got like, it. Eh, if, whatever, it's if there you if you want, want it. it you know? We got it if you want it. <laughs> you know, Spotify's like... We figured you probably didn't want it, so... <laughs> yeah, Spotify's shoving it down your throat. And yeah. Apple Music's like, it's there if you guys want it. Like, we yeah. like it's here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. I actually respect Apple more for that, even though that's like so <laughs> annoying. And like, I feel like marketing, like day one of marketing is like email, get an email list. Didn't want to bother you. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want to bother you with we this. Have we have it if you want it. We have oh. one if you want it here. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I, like, it's funny, man. Like, you know, as much as Apple is a huge conglomerate fucking company, all that yeah. bullshit, we, I'm sure we can get into that. Yeah. And like, I don't know how they haven't kept up with Spotify in terms of like the algorithm and shit. Like, don't they have a huge team working on this too? Like, why isn't Apple Music just as big as Spotify? I mean, it is, but like, it has nothing of the same that Spotify yeah. does. And like, Apple Music rips, or Apple Music, Apple rips off everything from everything else anyway. So like, yeah. why haven't they done it already? I don't you get know? like, like, and maybe this does happen now. I'm not, I'm not sure because I don't have it. But like, even, you know, when you go to like Spotify and you like share the, share an episode of the pod or like a song, like it's so easily integrated. And like, I don't think, normally when I see people like even share our stuff from Apple, it's like a screenshot, which is like yeah. kind of, I mean, it's it's yeah. not useless, but like it's kind of useless in the sense. At least if you like share the Spotify link, like somebody can go immediately to there. Yeah. They don't have to like there's close a, a and open. And, yeah, yeah. So Apple Music actually does have that now. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not very uh user friendly to get to, but right. I, like I try. So may as well not exist. Yeah. <laughs> I just put my album out right, so I right. I put both up. Yeah. Intentionally, because I want people to stream on Apple Music more than Spotify. Because right. Apple Music actually pays out more than right. Spotify, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't actually have a Spotify account. Right. Like I, I'm like fuck Spotify. I'm not <laughs> using Spotify. I have a Spotify for artists, obviously, because you yeah, have yeah. to, and yeah, I upload yeah. all my shit to there because yeah. it's the dominant fucking streaming service on the planet. Yeah. So like I have that obviously, but I don't actually own a personal Spotify account. I right. use Apple Music. Right. Because well, I want to support my artists more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. I know, and I've been like, 
I know. I probably should look into another streaming service. I've been doing it too. I was looking at Deezer, dude. Were you? I Deezer, was. It's the number go. one. I think they pay out the most. It's either them or Tidal or some shit. And it's, it's, fucking, it's, it's. I think it's Deezer money, actually dude. is number one now, but Tidal was number one for a while. Yeah, they're both money, dude. It's like oh, twenty really? bucks a month. Yeah, that's see, that's for like that's the, how they that's how they can afford to pay the artists right. like what yeah. is it, a dollar a stream or something. It's crazy. Right. I've been buying a lot of records, which gives me good conscience for for uh, paying into artists, but right. I use Spotify yep. pretty shamefully. I buy a lot of vinyl too, man. I, I yeah. just wish they would so like adopt like the, the, the like uh, allocate your membership, your subscription fee appropriately to what you listen to. Right. Because I think Tidal does that. I don't know if other streaming platforms do that, but like that to me is uh, something that I mean. I don't know. I don't know that much about economics, but I would assume yeah. to me that makes the most sense, you know, to like right. fair. Cause I mean, Taylor Swift is still going to make like fucking millions of dollars on streaming, even with that Regardless. kind of a platform. Yeah. Totally. I just think it's kind of ridiculous that like part of my stream or subscription fee would go to like Taylor Swift or fucking like the weekend or whatever, like artists that I don't listen to ever. Yeah. So right, like, why right. are they getting a part of like my, where like, I don't fucking know. Queens of the Stone Age can get it all. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of just like how a record label works, right? Like how yeah. if you're signed to a record label and they give you an advance to do a record, if they don't make that money back on an advance, they take the money from other bands they have signed to pay back right. that record. Yeah. Right? It's, um, what is it called? Cross, cross collateralization. Yeah, right. So it's just like it's the same principle with just yeah. some streaming services, right? Like, like you said, Caleb, like, why am I paying into other artists that I don't listen to? I'd rather yeah. give my money to artists that I'm supporting on exactly. the streaming service. Totally Especially when you listen to like, I listen to a lot of like local or like smaller bands. It's yeah, like, me too. I would love for that money to be going to them directly. Then, you know what I mean? Being spread throughout other artists that clearly don't need the money because they already need <laughs> yeah. their favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's the other thing too, right? It's just like, it's like it's great that like all these artists like took a stand or whatever, but it's just like also like the privilege of Neil Young to be like. I'm not gonna have my music on here anymore, and it's like, all right, man, like, cool. You already fucking you made all the, all the money. money. You made yeah. a million, million then, dollars like, back in the day. Like, yeah, I also I found it like funny, given like, I don't know, just where he was like, fuck, you know, or fuck Spotify and then fuck COVID, <laughs> fuck Spotify and everything. And then he was like, here's an Amazon Music discount code to sign up for that. And it's like Amazon, <laughs> you mean service. the other company that we spent the fucking rest of the year shitting on, like how bad of a yeah. company they are. It's company like, come it on, is. man, like. I just thought that that was funny. Like, it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, this Paying is all a, another bad. It's one it's instead. all just like it's all for show, which is just annoying. I think as like I know, man. a fan, and I'm a Neil Young fan, service? and I don't like. I think what he did was like great. Like, that's great to like take a stand like that. Yeah, I think absolutely it's for sure. Funny that the next day it's like, oh, by the way, download Amazon Music. And it's like, Look at this, yeah, the yeah. Other what company we, that everyone yeah, uses. it's yeah. like, what are we doing here, man? Why are we pretending like this is like I don't know, I don't know, a lesser evil. Do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think there? Do you guys think that there's a safe streaming platform? Probably not. Uh, like, VLC honestly. media player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. LimeWire. What do you Lime mean? Wire, yeah, we had it. Let's dude. go. Everyone, that. go back to Napster, Crosswire. baby. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Napster. Let's go. <laughs> you, YouTube to MP3. Yeah. 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 <laughs> let's do it. Everyone, go YouTube music. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. Uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp probably. Oh, right? true. There's Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp is probably the most ethical one. I'd say. I think that's probably the safest, honestly, yeah. out of all of them because yeah, at least they you give can directly, directly pay. back to the artists, right? So yeah, yeah, true. Um, also hilarious. Drake 
Campbell just texted me and said that he was going to come get his charger tomorrow. So we will see. Oh, <laughs> back to the story. Um, also, uh, dude, stop texting me. I got it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> um, all right, I'm last, a last, pod right now, man. last topic here, dude. He's literally sending he's me that spam right texting one. you hard. Like, oh, it's man. crazy. Uh, to wrap up the uh, streaming thing here, actually, we got more Kanye news. Sure. He said that he was releasing Donda Two exclusively on his stem player have you guys seen the stem player thing by the way it's pretty dope no i have not stem player yeah so it's like this thing Never heard of it. it looks like a google home but it like you can load up songs on it here um taylor you're gonna have to google it on your own but <laughs> it's That's basically <laughs> it's basically this thing that uh, maybe i can kind of show you through here yeah know. sure so it's just it looks like a little google home right yeah it's like a google home or an alexa yeah. or something but then yeah. it has these like you load up songs on it and then you can just like play the stems of the oh of holy the song shit. if you want okay so, oh, so you can like isolate the drums or the guitar or something yeah so that's cool kind of i mean it's 200 dollars. <laughs> oh my god but, what a motherfucker again classic kanye where he's just like yo uh streaming platforms don't pay enough so i'm just gonna release it on this like device basically i guess now also donda 2 is supposed to come out uh, tomorrow, as of recording this. What the hell? <laughs> Shit, what the hell, dude? <laughs> so I don't know. Probably not, though, right? But uh, oh my god, yeah. So, I uh, I watched Genius. I watched the first. Yeah, part of I haven't Genius. watched it yet. Is it good? It's pretty good. Juan Julio wasn't interested, and I was like, oh okay, I'll. Have to yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, like I I think I'm less of a Kanye fan than you are. Yeah, I like Yeezus. That's basically it. Right. And yeah, I was just like, okay, I get that he he puts the work in, I guess. <laughs> is this is like it's he's like up until he gets signed is this first oh, okay. this first part. And I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Let's see where I'm when it goes off the rails. I, I am not a fan of Kanye West. You're not a fan of Kanye? I don't like it. I don't like the personality of Kanye West. I think he's mentally disturbed and I think he oh, needs to go sure. to a totally. to a mental hospital or something or like a psychiatrist or something. Like Definitely. I don't I don't think what he's doing is healthy in any regard no no i think we like kind of talked about last week like because we recorded last week at like as he was like on his instagram losing his shit yeah and like i when i listened back the episode i was like all right like we don't really go like and we don't say anything too crazy but i like wrote a note kind of in the thing where i was like look like we're a podcast we're a music podcast and we're like trying to be funny but like also this is like this is a serious situation and like yeah i also he's got mental health i also think it sucks and I said this in the episode. I think it sucks when you're the most famous person in the one of the most famous people in the world. You're, I think he's allegedly worth like six billion dollars. Fuck. I bet you he doesn't have any real people in his life. No. Also, he's bipolar, and from what I mean, I know I'm sure he's pushed a lot of people away in his life, which is like such a uh, what's like the word? It's just like it's such a shitty kind of like reaction or like part of a disease like that where like it's not necessarily the like the person he's sick right i've yeah, been in situations like, before where i've been shitty to people uh, yeah because i'm not in the bed and like you know but i've also worked on that it's not to just like totally like absolve him of any mm. um like guilt right like obviously you gotta take care sure. of yourself but I, I feel like he probably doesn't have that many people in his life that yeah, truly think- care about him yeah. To like get him that help, which I think sucks. Yeah. And then the rest of the world is like, look at Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, the worst dude, part too, Caleb, is he probably has like his team is exploiting him to make money. Right? They don't give a shit about him. He's worth six billion dollars, like you said. Like they, if they can make money off him in this state that he's in, because it sells, which is fucking gross, they're gonna do it, and it sucks. Yeah. Like this whole thing where like, and I don't want to get too much into it because I, you know, 
I'm not well versed in this, but I've seen like him wearing this like mask thing when he goes out now, and all these weird outfits and like all. It's just like, it's just a show. Like they're just putting him out. It's like a puppet basically now, and like I don't know the guy, so maybe that's his thing now. I don't know, but like to me, like looking on the outside, after everything he's been through and like the way he acts in public and the way he acts in his interviews, it's just like he's not there, man. Yeah. Like the the guy needs help seriously. Yeah. 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 And no one's taking it serious. Everyone's just, it's just a big joke. Yeah. I think the you big know? thing so too like, is like, I think this st- like it really started to get bad after his mom died in like 09, I think it was. And it's like, all right, like everybody like seems to be aware of that fact. And it's like, okay, so like a very traumatic thing happened to this guy yeah. that's already very likely mentally ill. And then, and then he like probably lost the one person in his life. Now again, like, I don't know that much about his mom, but I'm pretty sure that they had like a pretty good relationship. So, yeah, like, I couldn't imagine you lose like that one person that like it doesn't matter how famous you are, it doesn't matter how much money you have, like loves you unconditionally, and now they're yeah. gone. It's like, dude, yeah. fuck, man. Like that's and then they're crazy. like, make another album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do another Put dance. Out more music. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think know, it, I think like it's like oh what an opportunity to like almost use this as like a good example of like look man like you need to get people help and like because like he could still hurt somebody or like get somebody hurt. Like, it, like yeah. I said, it's not to absolve him of, like, any guilt of anything, but it's mm-hmm. also to be, like, this is a great example of, like, why you should be there for people and, like, why uh, it's important to, like, you know, get help and shit and, like, yeah. get to the Regardless root of, like, what of the fuck is going on. status of fame or money or like that, like, yeah. I think people have this weird connotation. We, I think I talked about it briefly in one of the episodes in my, in my first season of my podcast, how it's, like, people have this connotation of, like, celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like not feeling not feeling bad for them. Yeah, and I understand it to a certain degree, but like if that person has mental health, like that they're they're the same as everybody else, man. Yeah, obviously they're on a grander scale than we are. Like you know because they make Hollywood movies and shit like that, or or they're you know a massive artist that sell out arena tours or whatever. But like they're still just people. Yeah, <laughs> they still yeah. feel the same way that we all do, man. And like, uh, you know, it's then Kanye West for example. We just talked about him. Like it's just like he's a massive fucking person on the planet. Like. There's not too many people on the planet that don't know who Kanye West is, you know, but like at the same time, like he still deals with mental health like we all do. And like he needs that respect and that support regardless. You know what I mean? So like I, I don't ever want to shit on him. I've said some nasty stuff about him in the past. And that was, you know, when I was naive or whatever. And like now I've come to terms with just like, I think I've grown a lot in the last couple of years with being more of a mental health advocate and like doing my own deep dive myself. And I stepped back and I was like, no, nah, man, like this guy just needs help. You know, like, regardless of how much money he has, regardless of how much fame he has, it doesn't exclude him from being a person. Yeah. I think that's you people know? say, like, if you're famous or whatever, it's like, well, like, fucking wish I had six like, billion boo-hoo, dollars, you know? Kind of thing. But it's like, yeah. dude, I mean, I would argue maybe that's harder, dude. Like, maybe that's harder when people are like, but you have everything. And it's like, yep. yeah, but I still exactly. hate myself. Or, like, I'm still, like, if I don't take the medication, I'm, like, going off the goddamn rails. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, I mean, you look at Chester Bennington. Yeah. Yeah. You look at Robin Williams. Yeah. Like these people had had it all, quote unquote. Yeah, everything you could ever ask for—money, fame, family, whatever—it still wasn't enough. Yeah, you know, like sad, mental health man. is a is a scary thing, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. sorry, I don't want to make this podcast, about <laughs> health, but <laughs> I like, like it. I love it. <laughs> just I, take it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I just think it's I think it's like it's such a good. I always hate when there's like these obvious examples to use something, or like instances to use something as an example. And then you just like people get to laugh at it. And I mean, I get it. It's the internet. Like 
maybe nobody's like excused from being the butt of a joke, which like I'm fine with. I saw some TikToks that were funny about it, but also, <laughs> but like also, I think it's important to be like, you don't. We shouldn't just be pointing and laughing at this like prominent fig- figure in our society, you know? Because he's yeah. not doing well. Yeah, yeah, because he's not doing well, man. And like it exactly it sucks to see, man. And you know what? I don't want to see Pete Davidson get hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly. No. Doing like, Who's checking really out on Pete? Nothing, you know? And that's the other thing, too, right? Like, Pete Davidson is somebody that's very open about mental health issues. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, that's got to be fucking hard when you're dealing with your own shit. And then, and like, also, you're dating Kim Kardashian. So, like, you're under the media eye all the time. And then, all the time. again, one of the most famous people in the world, like, you're the subject of this, like, bipolar outburst of theirs. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, that's insane. You know, it's crazy, man. It's a tough, it's a tough situation. And maybe Absolutely. we're not the three dudes to be trying yeah. to solve it. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I think, I know we talked about it last week and I was like, ah, oh, maybe I wish. Seriously, we guys, how are we going to fix what's happening in the Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, dude. We need to figure it dude, out. So about right this now. war, you know, let's figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get a concert of love and support yes. and we'll take yeah. it there and we'll do a yeah, festival yeah. and that'll solve We're going to solve world hunger. <laughs> With music. Yeah. With music. We're gonna call yeah. it Three White Dudes Music Fest. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, are you guys going to the Three White Dudes Music Fest? <laughs> you Fuck mean yeah. every yeah. music fest? Bring, bring your sunblock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean, you mean Firefest 2.0? We're going to isolate yeah, the white yeah. privilege. Oh, man. Dude, are you, got, are you guys going to the When We Were Young Fest? No. No, I thought I about it for a sec. I'm, I'm going. You are going? going? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. Dude. I bought tickets. I'm going. Oh, That's dude. sick. Okay, so are you going for all of the days? No, like they sold out. Uh, like I actually got tickets for the first original date. Wow, sick. Uh, it sold out in 20 minutes. Wow, dude, how did you even get tickets? You I, woke, I, woke up, I woke up at eight in the morning that day and sat on my computer and refreshed my page over and over and over again until it came up, and I was like, "Boof, wow. get two. Wow, sick. So yeah, me and my buddy are going for the nuts. first day, and then so that wasn't announced until I had already bought the tickets that they were doing the second day, right? Because I bought the tickets for the first day, and then literally like an hour or two hours later, after like they sold out completely, they were like, hey, we added a second day. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fucking kidding me? And tickets are $5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, fuck. No, and you get to meet price, Gerard Way. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's so- uh well, hey, man, if it's an absolute disaster shit show, you have to come back on the pod and tell, give yeah, us yeah, your yeah, exclusive. Yeah, you I'll definitely come back and tell you guys for sure. Yeah, you got to come give I'll us a story know. time. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, I hope I was it's like, sick. I was like, what's the worst that could happen? Honestly, I was like, I saw the speculation, and I was like, fuck it, man, I'm going. I'm Dude, the worst, the worst thing that could happen is you have a great story. That's the worst thing that could <laughs> yeah, happen. Or you die. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go there, have a great time. <laughs> okay, okay, that's the worst <laughs> thing that could happen. That's the worst thing that could okay, happen. But next to that. What did you say, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the worst die? thing that could happen yeah. the worst thing that could happen is you die I you doubt die, that yeah. the, is the, it like that the, Travis Scott concert Travis yeah. Scott yeah. yeah people died at Woodstock fuck too. that dude I think, that was, one, that was I think one person died one person died at Woodstock there was a person that died but, uh, but two, pe- two or three people were born so it's all good it's all good it evens out yeah it evens out yeah um, well I just find it funny like the whole like controversy behind this thing like I've, I've done some research on it now like obviously I bought tickets so I wanted to know more about it and yes <laughs> yes it's run by the same company but it's it's being held in a festival grounds like this isn't yeah. like some this isn't like the yeah. first where was Astro World? I think it, it was, was in like a fucking field in Texas or something right Right, and like it, was, it was, like, like, way oversold, I think, too. Yeah, it was, like, they sold way too many tickets, and, like, they didn't have any, like, 
back catalog and the place wasn't set up properly. They didn't have enough security. Like, it was just, like, yeah. horribly managed. Yeah. But, like, this is at a place where it's, like, it's Vegas. Like, they do shows there. Like, yeah, this yeah. isn't the first time they've done shows there. Like, it's going to be fine. Nice. And, like, people are complaining <laughs> about, like, how is there so many bands in one day? It's, like, have you ever been to Warp Tour? Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. Actually, yeah. there's more bands at Warp Tour. It's, like, 100 bands at Warp Tour, and it's it's less time. Yeah. Right. They actually extended the hours. I don't know if you guys saw, but it's now going from 11 to 12. So it's like almost a 12 hour okay. festival. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah God, so they actually, because I guess they got like so much backlash. They're like, oh, well, let's add an extra hour, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, add, we'll add 60 more minutes. <laughs> 60 more minutes for the for the headline band, probably. Oh, right? that solves everything. Yeah. That okay. solves everything. Woo. But it's, it's, it's going to be like Warp Tour, man. Like you got to pick and choose the bands you want to see, and then you go see them, right? Like, do you ever go to Warp Tour? I've never been. I did not get to go I've to been Tour. to Wake Stock. You guys ever been to Warp Tour? <laughs> I didn't get to go to Warp Tour, no. Whoa, I've been to like eight Warp Tours, I think. Damn. That's because you're old, Taylor. I'm a young yeah, buck, I, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My first Warp Tour was 2010. 2010. Oh, dude, yeah. I was like starting high school. That would have been talking? like the perfect year for me to go. I would have been probably my angstiest in 2010. True. Yeah, it was sick. good. Not me. I was I was ripping uh, Our Lady Peace and bands that wrote wrestlers theme musics and sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. sick. <laughs> nice. That was dude. like my Nirvana Renaissance. I think. Yeah, I think 2010. 2012 was where I started to be like grunge music is the greatest grunge thing ever created. <laughs> <happened. Yeah. laughs> I just want to throw it out there because I thought it was a fun topic music wise to talk oh, about. For sure. That's super sick. It was all anybody was ever talking about for the yeah. like, last couple of weeks. Oh, that's there, right? super cool. Yeah, you got to tell us all about it when you come oh, yeah. back, dude. I'll let you guys know. Absolutely. I hope it's I hope it's sick, man. Dude, I'm I feel bad that it. I kind of want it to be bad. <laughs> yeah, we we hope you don't die. <laughs> dude, then you can be in like you can, dude. You can be in a documentary. You'll be in the Netflix documentary. Yeah, you'll be in like the Firefest uh, yeah. doc. Yeah, that's for dude, sure. That's, that's great. That's best case. If scenario. I see any cameras there, I'll definitely jump on and be like, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll do an interview. Yeah. It's fine, dude. Make sure you film. The more the more content you have, the better chance yeah. you have being in the documentary. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, we're gonna get to use th- this pod. Is gonna be in the documentary. It's true. Yeah. Dude, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll Taylor, be the last when you do, time you guys when... ever talk to me, <laughs> oh, no. dude. When you do, when, when you're in the documentary, right, we're gonna hook you up. You can you obviously wear your own shirt, but we're gonna hook you up with a, like a Lost Arts cap and like <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and like a We Should Jam sometime wristband or something. Yeah, <laughs> like we're gonna make merch just for you to to go to to. Yeah. I was gonna say Firefest. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> when we were young. Yeah, oh, with all God, the We Should man. Jam pod yeah. merch on. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, guys. It'll be a good time. I think. Dude, I'm That'd looking forward to it for you. Thanks, there's no way it could go wrong. Yeah, it's I think, dude. Fine, either dude. you're gonna have a blast at this sick festival, or it's gonna be like the like most wild experience of your life. That's yeah. true. Awesome. And I've never been to Vegas before too, so it's like two birds, one stone, basically. So. I want to go. I want to go see Aerosmith, dude. <laughs> Aerosmith, dude, they, I, <laughs> dude, they're the best band of all time. Dude, Sorry, like, I didn't oh, no, my camera's not working. Yeah. Dude, we, Zero discussion. Yeah. Greatest band of all time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and on Aerosmith. Hot take. Next, all right. Next topic. Next topic. Oh my God. <laughs> Taylor, I mean, there, is, there, is there any like old band like that that you that like is not cool to like that you're just like, no, nah, dude, fuck it. They're the best. We should jam sometime is brought to you by Sholy Photography. Did you just get engaged? Are you planning a wedding? Well, despite the current state of the world, you still need photos to commemorate your special day. And if you're in the Southern Ontario region, Julia Sholey will capture every detail of your day with care and professionalism. 
Julia offers competitive pricing as well as a variety of packages in order to eliminate just one more stress from this very important day. And for those of you outside of the province or the country of Canada, you can still support Julia by purchasing one of her many prints that she has taken from around the world. Contact Julia to book your session today at julia.sholey at outlook.com or through her website at sholeyphotography.com. That's Sholey spelled S-C-I-O-L-I photography.com. Like, for example, oh. Kiss or Aerosmith. Interesting. I mean, I love Led Zeppelin, but I feel like that's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like a cop-out answer, you know, Led Zeppelin. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, they're still cool to like. But they're still cool, right? You gotta so, say something like yeah. Warrant. <laughs> yeah, dude. White Snake uh, is the greatest band of all time. I'm trying to think. I don't know, like Iron Maiden's still sick. Yeah, Those are all good bands. Def Leppard's still cool. I feel like Def Leppard's dope. Kiss and Arrow. I feel I like know, Def man. Leppard might. No, I feel like Def Leppard definitely is in that same category. Who thinks is Def it? Leppard's the best band? That's of what I'm all saying. Time. If you say, That's like, what you I say mean. like Kiss or Aerosmith or Def Leppard, I can all believe bands that have like the catalog and it's like fine, they were a big band. But if you're like they're the best band, people are like, you're fucking insane. They, yeah, they're like, if someone That's came up and said Kiss is the That's best true. band of all time, yeah. I would believe they think that. But right. when someone yeah, says Def Leppard oh, is the best true. band of okay. all, I'd be like, you're full of shit. That's you true. don't okay, think fair, that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> when someone says Led Zeppelin's the greatest band of all time, I'd be like, you totally think that. But yeah. when someone yeah, says, like, yeah. Hinder is the best band of all time, it's like, you don't really think that. There's no way you think that. Fucking Hinder, bro. Lips of an Angel. Let's go. This is a great song. Okay, <laughs> who, do you, who do you guys genuinely believe is the best band of all time? Aerosmith. Okay. Silverstein. Oh, okay. Damn. Okay. So you have two answers for this. So I have what I believe to be true, but then also what my personal preference is. Actually, sorry. The band is the greatest band of okay. all time. My personal the preference <laughs> and what I believe is Queens of the Stone Age, obviously. But <laughs> yes, I also, but sure. who I would maybe put in ballot for like best band of all time would maybe be Black Sabbath. Okay. okay. That's an interesting pick. Would you pick... Like- Every iteration of Black Sabbath, no, like as the, like, like the the, the three, three, four albums, Ozzy. The Ozzy Sabbath, Sabbath yeah. is the greatest band of all time. Because also, when I think about them, like the the music that I love, like 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 that's where it came from. Dude. Yeah, that's stoner rock. It's true. I'd say the same deal for like Americana. <laughs> yeah, came from the band. Yeah. Well, there you go, Taylor. What about you? My, so, my second, no matter what. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm like ride or die Silverstein, man. Like it's sick. I got a tattoo on my fucking arm of Silverstein. Nice. So like, tight. Yeah, like they're they're my go-to. I've seen them like, is it 27 times? I think I've seen them 27 Holy times fuck, live now, dude. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, so many times. You must you follow them around on tour a little bit one time or what? What happened? Well, then? I mean, like I ha- like I've pretty much like I've met the whole band about four or five times now, and. The guitarist follows me on Instagram and shit, so like nice. we That's talk sick. quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I guess we're pals. I guess you could say, but like, yeah, just like a huge like. See that drum skin in the background? That's a Silverstein yep. signed nice. drum skin. Nice. That's a Silverstein poster. Like, nice. <laughs> hell yeah! I mean, like a mega bear fan tooth too. I think I saw them on that tour. Yeah, bear tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. So and actually, that's a Silverstein poster too. I just nice. <laughs> that whole wall is just basically yeah. Silverstein, dude. Silverstein shrine. Uh, yeah. But yeah, honestly, like, yeah, they're my favorite band, have been for a very, very long time. Like, Discovering the Waterfront is, like, my favorite album of all time. Interesting. Dude, you I know what? Really... I've never listened to a Silverstein album 
I'll listen to one this week in honor of Taylor Simpson. <laughs> Dude, please one. do. Yeah. And if you're going to one. check out yeah. check out Discovering the Waterfront, it's okay. it's such a good record, man. Cool. From front to back. Like it's one of those rare albums that like all the way through every song's a banger. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's high praise. It is. <laughs> I like, you know. <laughs> Here we go. Caleb's I might be ruin I might dreams. be hyping it up too much for yeah. you now, but like, yeah. Yeah, like every song um, on this album sucks. It's terrible. What's it talking about? What the hell's Taylor talking about? I remember when I listened to Silverstein, I always hated it. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate? Are you selling chocolate? I always um, hated it. I would say a close second for me is City in Color. Mm. I love Dallas Fucking Green. Uh, he's a huge inspiration to me, like as to why I even started writing music. Right on. So, dude, I, I called out. Uh, I called out Julia last week on the episode. I was watching a, a TikTok and Dallas Green was in it, and I was like, "You know who that is?" She said, "No." Fine, I'll give Oof. you a pass. And I said, "City and Color." She was like, "Okay." And I was like, "Alexis on fire." And she fire? No. Nope. I don't know what that is. And I was like, "What? Unreal? What, what do you mean? <laughs> Unreal? What do you I mean, started, bro? I started singing drum parts of Alexis on fire. Yeah. Nice. What are you talking about? Yeah, dude. I was like, "Come on, man." So I gotta, I gotta get her informed on that you know up to speed on on dallas yeah yeah like, i don't know if you guys knew this sorry humble brag here i apologize yeah, do it but he, uh, he's on the record <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you imagine holy fuck i would i, I would have led with that first honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you introduce I yourself all i wouldn't have held it till now to say that yeah. <laughs> um no but i was actually uh in a music video of his oh really oh fuck which one yeah man uh so his song's called wasted love Okay. It was yep. off his like fifth record, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. If I should go before you, yeah, yeah. it's like the like more rock kind of song that yeah, he has. Yeah. I love that album. Great it's a great album, album. Yeah. very great album, and uh, yeah, wasted uh, wasted love is a great song. And this was like like six, seven years ago now, I yeah. think. Um, they were just doing like a an open casting call for extras, mm-hmm. and like through the label, and I'm signed up to it's Dynalon Records. Yeah. And I've, I'm part of the emailing list, so I get all the updates from them all the time. And I just got an email saying, like, hey, we're looking for extras for Sitting Colors next music video. Like, do you want to be a part of it? Send a headshot, a little biography about yourself, what Dallas or Sitting Color means to you. All that kind of stuff, right? Interesting. And so I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to get this, but I'm going to send it in and see what yeah. happens, right? We Should Jam Some Time is powered by Tone Capture. Tone Capture is an audio services company dedicated to you and your projects. Caleb can help you with any and every aspect of your project from setup to publication. Maybe you already have a podcast up and running, but you just don't have the time to do the edit. We'll let Caleb do that for you. Tone Capture can also mix and master to the specifications of all platforms your project is going to be released on. No matter if you're a business owner looking to spread the word about your business in a more modern and exciting form, or somebody looking to have your audiobook professionally mastered for an audible release, contact Caleb today at Caleb at ToneCaptureMedia.com. Imagine, design, deliver. So I sent mine in, and you know, a couple weeks go by, and I get an email back, and I, I thought it was spam. <laughs> and I was Delete. fucking deleted it. Yeah. And I was I like reread it again just to make sure before I deleted it. And I was like, wait a second. I opened it up. It's like you've been accepted as an extra in the music video. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd almost forgotten about it that I even apply because it was just yeah. like kind of like, in my mind, right? Because I was like, oh, I'll never get this, right? Like, yeah. there's probably thousands of people that are submit this. Like, yeah. what are the odds of me getting it? So yeah, it was actually it was filmed at Sneaky D's. It was like a Tuesday night, and it was like an all-day fucking shoot. 
uh, I think it was like, I think we started shooting at like 1 p.m. or something. We're at Sneaky D's. The band's all there. They're all dressed up in these cool clothes and they got the makeup on and shit like that. And and like, it, I guess it's kind of like a live performance video, you know, like right. they're playing on the stage and stuff and we're the crowd. Yeah. And then there's like a bunch of like B scenes of like Dallas on a couch and then like he's out in the alleyway and they actually rented like a fucking Camaro from like the 80s. Tight. Nice. So they had that parked out back. They hired a biker gang to drive through and they like filmed a biker gang. Like it was crazy. So tight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a pretty dope music video shoot. Um and yeah, man, so I like it was like one PM till I wanna say like four or five in the morning. Jesus. Wow. It was a long shoot. I think just timing wise, that's all they had to work with was that one day. So they had to get as much shot as they could. The scene that I'm in was actually like just an extra shot that they wanted. It wasn't even a main shoot. But uh it was around like 10 or 11 o'clock at night they called lunch and i was like what the f- it's 10 o'clock night <laughs> i um, already missed dinner what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, what the long. fuck man uh, so they called lunch. Yeah, yeah. and we took an hour break and uh they gave us like coupons and stuff for the bar next door that we can get like food and drinks i was like that's pretty cool so we went across to the bar me and a couple of friends that i made of the shoot and so we're there and we're like all chatting and getting to know each other a bit more before we head back to the shoot and uh, fucking Dallas walks in with his whole band. And he, like, kind of walks over. We all see him, obviously, right? And we're like, whoa, fucking Dallas at the same <laughs> bar. That's crazy. And he, like, looks over at us and goes, oh, are you guys from the shoot? And we're like, yeah, we're the extras. And he's like, oh, like, let's pull some tables together. And Hi. so, like, he, he got the, the server to put a table next. And, like, the whole band sat with wow. us for the whole hour lunch break. That's crazy. That's sick. It was so cool, man. Wow. He was just such a down-to-earth, humble person. Like, it was, you know, like, when you meet your heroes, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know? And, like, I was so worried that he's going to be, like, a dick or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was not going to like him anymore. And I was like, no. Are you guys please. the extras? Yeah. Fuck you. Fucking just smell, like, throws your food against the wall. You guys Fucking are scum. You guys are scum. You know what I mean, though? Like, you just never oh, know what you're yeah, going to get when you meet your heroes. But, like, he was such a nice dude, man. And, like, he stayed the whole time with us, and he was chatting and everything like, with us. And it was, like, a really cool experience, man. And then he went back to the trailer to get the rest of the stuff done. And we went back in. And, like, before we started shooting the second uh, segment, I guess we'll say, the director came up on stage and was like, hey, guys, just so you know, like, we're going to be shooting for another couple of hours. It's going to go way late in the night. So if you guys got to be somewhere or, like, you got to go, like, it's fine. Like, let us know. And, like, if you have to leave, you have to leave. So, like, a lot of people left. It was a Tuesday night, right? So I guess people had work the next day or whatever or whatever have you. So it dwindled down to, like, 20 of us from oh, 100. Wow. Um, and I stayed for the whole fucking thing. Thank God. Because... Basically, we did a couple more scenes in the actual Sneaky D's upstairs, and then he divided two groups. So, like, the paid actors stayed upstairs with Dallas, and then, like, the rest of the extras that were working just voluntarily, he had go with a second crew outside to get B-roll stuff. And so we go outside, and then the the assistant director was like, honestly, I don't have anything planned for this, so, like, do you guys just want to, like, workshop some stuff together, and then we'll just shoot it? So it was, like, all really free and open. Yeah. That's cool. So me and, like, a couple of the friends that stayed with me, we saw a shopping cart in the alley, and we're like, oh, like, what if one of us gets in the shopping cart, we push it around and stuff like that, we could just film, like, some fun B-roll stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, that's awesome, let's do that. And he's like, oh, I have sparklers in the back of the truck, like, let me get some sparklers, <laughs> and we'll have you guys, like, 
full of sparklers and shit, and like you could push her in the car or whatever. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So like we we got her in the car, we got sparklers and shit, and like we shot this whole scene of me like pushing her down an alleyway or whatever. Damn. And I was like, this will never make the final cut. Like this is just yeah. something fun we could do, right? Um, and then we shot some other fucking B-roll stuff, whatever. And then you know. <laughs> Fast forward, like, you know, a month later, the, the song drops and the, uh, the music video comes out and it's playing on much music. It's playing like yeah. on TV and shit Everywhere. like that. And all my friends are seeing it. And I, I saw the final cut and it made it. That's the shopping crazy. cart scene made the final cut. And I was like, whoa, they actually used it. That's so crazy. Sorry, that was a long good fucking story. No, dude, that yeah, was great, man. Dope. It's good to hear that Dallas Green is a good dude. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a fucking sweetheart, man. He's a nice guy. And uh, yeah, it's just something, it's a nice memory that I can cherish for the rest of my life, knowing that I'm in a music video with him. It was really cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right on, man. All right, dude, we should get to the album. Cause let's, we, yeah, let's, get to the, like, let's get to the juicy so, part now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I, you said that it, it was like six or seven years that you had a lot of these songs. So what was like, why, why was now, or I guess the last year, the best time to start recording this? <laughs> so yeah good research by the way um <laughs> thanks i read a facebook post that said <laughs> <laughs> hey it's better than nothing you could have came yeah. over with nothing right so i appreciate that uh yeah so i had stated that like um the majority of the songs on this album were were written about seven years ago or like you know over the course of the last seven years of my yeah, life yeah and i tried to record an album before that's the funny part I was signed to an indie label. This would have been about 2014, 15. Oh, okay. I was signed to an indie label in Guelph. Um, they were called Royal City Records. Um, and we tried to record my debut album then, but the company went bankrupt <sighs> and they had to cancel my contract and all the files had to be erased because of copyright stuff. I couldn't use it. Damn. Jesus Christ. So it, it all got buried with them. So that really deterred me. And that's kind of why it took so long to get back to this point with my solo stuff. Yeah. Because then Common Chase came into my life in like 2017, right? Right. And that kind of dominated everything from there. So the solo career kind of took a back seat because of Common Chase, which is fine because I love what we did in Common Chase. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so basically to answer your question, like, you know, Common Chase ended, unfortunately, in 2019. And so that opened up the door for me to do my solo stuff again. Right, And I'd had all that material from that time that, you know, I had changed quite a bit since then over the years. And then even more so through uh, going to Seneca for music, I learned a lot more about the craft and the people I had surrounded myself, like my friends I surrounded myself with at the time too, like this is like 2019, 2020, um, just elevated me musically and sonically. Right. So the songs were in a much better place. And so that's why I felt so strongly to put this album together. Right. Um, so I actually recorded it in 2020, Caleb. None of it matters because of the uh, pandemic. Yeah. No, I know. It's like, <laughs> it was all last week. It doesn't count, right? Yeah. It's it been a count. year. It's I'm been 24. a year. It's been a, exactly, exactly. But like, I wish I wish I could believe that, but it, it's been so fucking long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, so we recorded it in... Uh, in January and February, like all the tracking and stuff at three different studios. That's a fun little tidbit for oh, you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But yeah, so that was quite a journey. And then we had finished all the tracking of like all the instruments and we were just about to do fucking vocals and then March happened. <laughs> and the whole world shut down and I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Here we go again. Yeah. I, I was like really upset because 
like I told you guys, I, I tried to do this album before. Yeah. You're like, this and thing then, is cursed, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, am I just destined not to do this fucking album? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, like, you know, it was just one hurdle after another. Um, but then, you know, eventually in 2020, we had that brief window in August and September, I think, that we mm-hmm. opened up again. So I was able to get back with, uh, with Adriano, I should mention. Yeah. Adriano Loparco, who was also in Common Chase with me, is the producer on, on this album. Right. And uh, it was his studio we worked out of. So uh, we were able to get back together and uh, do vocals and finish all the vocals. We finished it in about a month or so. And then he mixed it and mastered it for me towards the end of that year. And it was basically all done in the beginning of 2021. But I guess I was holding back because I wanted a proper celebration, like a proper release for this. Because I've been working for the last seven years, realistically, on this yeah, fucking album. For sure. Yeah. I didn't want to just put it out and like not be able to do anything with it, right? Yeah. And just, and just rely on social media to get it out there. Like I actually wanted to like play a show and fucking oh, go sure. tour this thing, right? Yeah. But that just didn't happen because 2021 was a fucking shit show again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And absolutely. so it's, it's, it's fucking brutal because like, not brutal, like it's just, it's just funny that like that window opened up again for me at the end of 2021, as we know. Mm. And I was like, okay, hey, I got to do it now. Yeah. So I started all the planning process, dropped all the singles, and I was like, all right, new album coming out, 2022, we'll start the year fresh. Yeah. Right? And then that fucking lockdown happened. <laughs> fucking kidding me. Dude, that's the thing with these, right? Is you're just like, okay, here's a window. And you kind of just have to like fucking hope for the best with these shows. Mm. Like even Dude. still booking shows is like still a toss up. Yeah, absolutely. It is, you man. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be to have able to be played the show. Yes. <laughs> <on> the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So that's kind of like the the rich history behind making the album, at least. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, it's great, man. I was listening to it again this morning, and I'm like, yeah, this is... I, I, the one thing I was wondering, like, we don't have to, like, get into it or whatever, but, like, was that kind of a Let's tough thing it. with the common <laughs> chase where, like, you guys had, like, three songwriters in that band that are we all, did. like, obviously, Lena has her own stuff, too, and it's yep. like, that's got to be... Was that, like, kind of a big point of, like, we're all kind of, like, going in different directions, like, individually, and then, like, I don't know, like, how the creative process worked in that band, but... And I, I often wondered because I heard Lena's stuff when you guys were still together and I was like, oh, this is like got to be wild to like kind of be a part of this because it's hard as a writer where you're not just like a bass player, a guitar player and you're like, I'll play anything when you're like a right. songwriter. You're like, that's I feel like that's hard to put aside when you're in like a project with other people. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting question, Caleb. I, I'll talk about it briefly. Like there's no sourness. Like we're yeah, all yeah. still friends. Like I live yeah. with Lena. Yeah. And like Adrian is my producer of my record and you know, we're still friends with Jesse, so like there's no bad blood between any of us. It yeah. just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I think having the three individual artists slash songwriters in this band was our biggest blessing and our biggest curse. For sure. You know, like it allowed us to work so harmoniously together because we all come from that background, right? So right. Like, the songs we thought were really strong because all of us worked on them together cohesively. Yeah, but then when the, when there was ever a moment of uh, deterrence or doubt, that's when it became interesting because because we're all songwriters, right? Yeah, like we all have an idea of the direction of the song or where it's yeah. supposed to go. And I think what happened to us was just like we all have different backgrounds. You know, like I'm into screamo music and metal and shit like that. And yeah, 
but I also write folk music. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a weird, I have a weird dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> so I come from that route, right? So I was trying to infuse. <laughs> I was trying to inf- commentate. I was trying to infuse like storytelling lyrics, but with like rock slash metal tones mm-hmm. if yeah. that makes sense like sonically i was trying to blend that world to for it to make sense to me in common chase yeah and adriano was a classic rock guy like he loves foo he loves you know kiss too like yeah. he's a massive fan of kiss and, and foo fighters and all that stuff so that's his background so like he was going for more that direction and then you know lena likes you know her pop and her indie rock and garage rock and all that stuff so she's going for, so like we're all coming from different perspectives and i think it was just kind of like tugging and pulling you know right towards mm-hmm. the end yeah, and when we noticed too, like towards the end there, <clears throat> that we were like starting to become, like it was a job and not, yeah, like just something fun to do with us. Like yeah. we'd meet up in practice, and it would we'd jam, and then we'd just go our separate ways. Like right. we wouldn't like hang out like we used right. to, right? So yeah, we started seeing that, and we're like, yeah, this is not good. Yeah, and that's so like. We had, it's like not worth uh i think that's good on you guys to see that so early man of being like hey like i feel like this is affecting our friendships and like before the band like i i try to like remember that too man like we've had scuffs and skiffs and whatever before right i think it's always important to remember like dude like i love you guys more than i fucking will ever love like your friendships and relationships are more important than more important whatever the fuck it is that you're doing totally and i think dude how many bands need to realize that like well before yeah you you gotta fucking like each other y'all you know what i mean (laughs) absolutely and i guess i guess you know at the time i was kind of apprehensive about it because obviously like that was my career right like common chase was i don't want to say taking off but we were doing really well yeah right and it was everything that i'd worked towards because obviously like i told you guys i tried to do the album previously with my Mm -hmm. solo career and it didn't work out yeah so I'd faced all these hurdles and challenges to get music to be my career that finally the door opened for me. And I was like, wow, this is sick. We're doing it. Yeah. And so for me to have to step away from that, be- yeah. just because of, no, it's just, it just like, it wasn't even like I could point the finger at anything. It was just like, it just didn't work, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and like have to accept that and, and walk away from it, knowing that we could have made it work. It was, uh, was really challenging for me, but I've come to terms with it now, obviously. And, and like, like we just said, Caleb and Craig, uh, Knowing when to walk away and keep that friendship alive was super important, and I'm I'm glad that we did because now we're all in better places with each other. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I can still call them my best friends. You know, yeah. so and that's something that would likely just deteriorate, and then if, exactly if you got and then it's like then the band is still over regardless. <laughs> and then, yeah, and now and you're just down two friends. It's like that's not fucking exactly. that wasn't worth it at all. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, man, yeah. for sure. Hell yeah, man. Well, that's freaking awesome, dude. Um. Go stream Learning to Live with Precious Time. Preferably not on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go listen to it on Apple Music go or Deezer, bro. Wherever honestly, else, I, dude. I, like, as much as I talk shit, it's like, whatever, man. Like, whatever platform oh, you're yeah. using, oh, yeah. just... Dude, honestly, just as long as people dude, are care. listening to it, really, who cares? I, like, that's all that matters to me. Like, if you go check it out, listen yeah. to the songs, it's like that. Like, it's like, for anybody that's interested in knowing, and I, I like having this platform, like the medium of a podcast to talk yeah. about it, especially with you guys, because maybe you don't know. Uh, I'm sure if you listen to it, Caleb, you probably understood because we've had some conversations about stuff. Yeah, but for sure, um, the album is a concept album, and the concept is basically like, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, it's it's my life up until now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it tells a story of what I've had to go through. You know, because that's what folk is based out of storytelling, right? Yeah, and so it's funny because like unknowingly, I wrote this album 
as a concept album. Yeah. It wasn't until pre-production that we sat down, Adrian and I, and, and like went through all the songs together that we realized that I was telling that story. Yeah. So it's not like I had, it's not like I went into it like this is a concept album. Yeah, you got like yeah. flow charts and shit, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, I got like a spreadsheet and like hey, yeah. this song this, this tells shit. this story. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. was never the intention. It wasn't until we sat down and like really listened to all the songs that Adriano, I got to credit him, was like, dude, this is like if we organize this the right way, this is kind of just like the pattern of your life, like everything you had to go through, right? Like in chronological order. And yeah, like the, the track listing on this album is is very meticulous and thought out, right? Like it wasn't like thrown together or wasn't yeah. like, you know, like, you know, I don't, I don't know how other artists do it, but like I spent a lot of time yeah, <laughs> in yeah. track listing, right? Yeah, yeah. And like my intention for people listening to this is to start from the very beginning and go through it. Yeah. Because that's, that is the story of my life, right? Right. And I think yeah. the album really flows nicely in that direction too, like sonically as well. Yeah. So, Dude, I think yeah, I mean awesome. like. I think, uh, I think it's so cool, man, like knowing a bit of like your life story and shit too. I think it's cool that, uh, that like you also have this outlet and kind of this thing to point to for the listeners. Yeah. You should go listen to the first episode of Taylor's podcast. Cause it's fucking crazy, dude. It's wild. You've had quite the life. <laughs> and like the first yeah. time I heard that, I was, I think I messaged you when I listened to it. Cause I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like I didn't know any of your background. I mean, I, and there's really no reason that I would, but uh, yeah. I was like, man, I can't believe that. Like you felt comfortable enough, like telling that story and stuff. And I think that it's like really inspiring. Uh, and it's Thanks, cool that man. now you've got this album to kind of like have another outlet of kind of creativity to express that. So, yeah. It was, it was very therapeutic me. and cathartic for me. For as sure. most, as you most finally got to record people, it too right? and like and yeah exactly like and it's funny too man because like looking back at it now like i'm actually very happy that it didn't work out the first time yeah and that it came sure. together now because i feel that like these songs that i put out are the strongest that they could be and i don't think i was ready back when i tried to put it out the first time yeah. or you know i probably would look back on it and be like oh i could have changed this or i could have changed that like yeah I've lived with the songs for seven fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'm obviously relieved that they're out now and I can move forward with my career. Yeah. But at the same time, I was grateful to have that time because most artists don't get that. Most yeah. artists are like on a schedule, right? They're like, this is it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Boom. Like six out. months. Yeah. But I got to live with them and, and really craft them into like what, what's on the record. Yeah. You know? Well, and, dude, the other thing too, man, is like, even with the common chase stuff, like you can be like, Oh, that didn't work out. But like, it also allowed you to like, have years of making connections and, and shit like that yeah. right like um even dude through the com we met through the common chase right like that's we did just shit like that where it's like i think it's always like oh it maybe seems like you've lost something but it's like ah but you've gained you gained all this other stuff that is still with you that you get to use and utilize and whatever and take with you and things that you've learned or whatever that exactly you just man, move on sure. to the next thing with all that knowledge you know so yeah, yeah you're, to exactly. you're totally right it's a good thing because there would have been probably lesser versions of these songs on another thing and you would have been like uh <laughs> i wish i could have did that differently even yeah. though dude to try to probably tell yourself that in 2014 you'd probably be like fuck you dude let me record this <laughs> album what are you talking yeah, about absolutely man but like hindsight's 2020 right absolutely but like this especially because it's such a delicate subject matter of my life right like i want to tell it properly yeah yeah and like obviously i didn't know going into it that it was going to be a concept album in my life but, like, I can't help it. Like, it's just, like, the songs I write are so personal, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm okay with that, because that's, that's the art I want to put out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it was something that I, I 
wanted to get right. Yeah. You know, like I wanted it to be a true indication of what it was like living through my life in song form. Yeah. You know, so when you listen to the album, it's like you're stepping in my shoes and walking through the life that I've lived up until now. Right. Right. So it was important to me to like have that time with these songs and, and really get it right. Yeah. And it's also my debut album as a solo artist. Right. Yeah. So like, not that there's any pressure because no one, no one knows who the fuck I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You still want it there's, to rip though. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, and that's the thing too, right? It's like my first intro into the world that people are going to hear me. Right. So like, I want to make sure that it represents me properly. Yeah, for sure. So it was like, uh, it was a burden I put on my own shoulders basically. Yeah. But, but I, I'm really stoked on it. I think it turned out really cool. I'm for really sure. proud of it. And, uh, you know, as of right now, it's, you know, I don't really care about the fucking numbers, like the numbers or whatever, but like it's at 42,000 streams on Spotify. That's awesome. Holy hell. Which Fuck is yeah. nuts, bro. So like, I'm blown away with the support. Like, everyone's been messaging me, like saying such wonderful, wonderful things. And, yeah. You know, I fucking cried the day it came out, man. <laughs> Dude, that's good. Hell yeah. Like, honestly, man. like I like, I did like this uh, Twitch live stream at yeah. Adriano's studio to celebrate because we obviously we were in lockdown again, so yeah. I couldn't do a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I just did a show. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I did a Twitch live stream and we popped some champagne after the live stream was done. And I just had a good cry because I was like, I can't believe the day's finally come now. Like, it's yeah. out. Yeah. You know? And like, I was just so relieved. Yeah. I want to know what your guys' favorite song is on the record. Oh, did Craig even listen to it? I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> okay. Craig will say it on the next Craig, throw, throw it a name. Yeah, just show me the track list. Just show me the track list. I'll tell you which one's yeah, probably the coolest. Show up the track list and Craig will just throw one out there. Let's pick one. I like opaque. Opaque sounds nice. There you go. That's fun. It's funny you say that, Craig, because that's a lot of people's favorites. So is it? Yeah, yeah that actually worked it. out for you. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, I actually really like uh, Midnight at the Stop at the Red Light. Sorry, at a Red Light. Midnight at a Red Light. Stop yeah. Light, and I then I fucked it up. But Midnight at a Red Light is the one that I really like. I think Thanks, that you man. like uh, maybe posted like some type of Instagram story when you were like recording that, and I remember being like, "Yo, dude, I want to hear that song when it comes out." That would have been man. a very long time ago, but I'm just curious to like to hear other people's <laughs> perspective because I've I've lived with these songs for so fucking long now, right? Oh yeah, for sure. That it's just it's really cool as an artist to be able to like hear from others like what they yeah. think of the songs. Oh, it's cool like, to what know what other is. people's favorites are and stuff like that. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. I wanted to ask. But it's yeah. cool that you said Midnight a Red Light because you know it's it's a bit somber. Yeah, you know Dude, that's like, my shit up. though. That's where I live. I live in somber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> no, it's it's one of my favorites too on the record, honestly. Right. Um, and I actually wrote that while I was in college. Nice. My, uh, sorry, I'm I could talk forever, guys. I apologize. <laughs> that's okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's why I do a podcast. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Good yeah. excuse to talk. But um, but obviously I'm passionate about this, right? This is my this is my my baby. This is of my course. album, right? So yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that you guys have me on here to talk about it. I really Dude, appreciate anytime. it, man. Anytime. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, Midnight Red Light was was kind of birthed out of uh, a project that I had in in college. Oh, really? Yeah. So Dude, my professor. Thank God Linda, for music college. I know, man. <laughs> seriously, uh, she she had this um, project. Uh, I think in the middle of the semester, where she like came in with a bunch of titles written down on pieces of paper mm. that she'd come up with, like just yeah. random, just random titles for songs, and she put it in a hat. And basically, the assignment was. She went around the room and we all picked out a title from this hat. And that's all we got. And we had to write a song based off the title. Love it. And the title had to be in the song, obviously. Yeah. But like that's that's all we got to work with was the yeah. title. 
and it was a really cool assignment. It was I really enjoyed the challenge of like just getting a title and like having to riff from there, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I got Midnight at Red Light. Sick, dude. That's a good practice for like songwriters. I think. I think there's like Reddit threads that do shit like that, or like even just like writing prompts and stuff. That's yeah, a great. Or, just, uh, or even just like a word generator or something. Yeah, Nick that used to do that. I, Nick would be like, "Send me words, I'll write a riff." <laughs> so I don't think he That's ever did it, but I there was I would send him words all the time, and he'd be like, "I like that." And I'm like, "Cool, write a fucking song for That's it. Write a riff around." <laughs> I like it. actually. I think it's a cool exercise, even as like a guitar player, to just like take a word and then just be like, "What the vibe? Uh, yeah, is? what is this vibe? Yeah, I thought that what does was that really word cool. feel like to you on the guitar? That's cool." Yeah. Hell Thank yeah. you guys for listening, by the way. We appreciate Well, Craig, hopefully check it out. Yeah. I, I'll do my rundown next week, I promise. <laughs> Swear to God. No pressure. You listen God. if you want to. It's not, it's, I'm not forcing you to do anything. But Caleb, thank you for checking it out, man. I appreciate it. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I listened when it came out, and then this morning, I, I always like to give a re-listen when somebody's coming on the pod. But no, I'm definitely going to keep it in a regular rotation for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's all I got. I know Craig's got to jet off to a family dinner here, so we got to wrap it up. <laughs> I don't but keep it too, too we also long, did yeah. an hour and a half, so that's fucking that's great. Um, and awesome, we do, we can do this whenever. I know we talked about doing this specifically for like a year, but <laughs> I've been talking about it for a while. <laughs> dude, just hit me up. Just be like, yo, we're let's do it this week. We're going on the pod. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's not that, especially when re- we're uh, guest. <laughs> especially when we're buds. Like I feel like Josh like sent me this whole like pitch to come on. I was like, you've been on like six times. You can come on you whenever. Come on anytime you want. <laughs> you yeah, just say, hey, I'm coming on yeah. this week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. It's not a big. Deal. I'd love to be on more, man. Be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, oh, I I told you this morning too. I was like, we're trying to keep it less interviewee and more just like a vibe. Like, try to hit the like, hey, we got topics. We got this. This is like a segment we do. I feel like that makes yeah. it more fun. Yeah. Also, people are gonna listen to this. I've never listened to this before because it, you're on it, and I'd rather them like listen and be like, oh, I like the vibe of this show. Totally. Right, As opposed right. to you come on and it's like an interview and they're like, oh, maybe I'll check out a show with just the two of them and it's like totally a different thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, Fart jokes and kiss sure. trivia, yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. So. No, I love the vibe you guys are going for with this, man. It's cool. Mm. I like how it's just, it's kind of a similar vibe to like what I do with mental health, honestly. Yeah, for With sure. my podcast. I mean, obviously yeah. I have questions of mine, so it's a bit more interview. Yeah, I it's suppose, a bit more but, focused, but. But I like is, to keep it open, you know? That's good podcasting though. You're supposed to keep it focused yeah. and in a niche. Yeah. Not necessarily be like, this is a music podcast. We so. have people I was like, do you like music? <laughs> <laughs> do you like stuff? Do you like stuff and things? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so hell yeah, funny. man. I'll do a proper intro of this afterwards. Um, but go check out Taylor's new album, Learning to Live with Precious Time, and listen to a mental break. Uh, season Thank one you. is out. There's what, 20 episodes? 20 I was episodes, on episode yeah. seven, you know, so listen to that one if you want. Um, lucky number seven. Yeah, lucky number seven. And when does uh do you have a release for season two? For season two, so I've got five episodes banked right now. Nice. I'm just I'm debating whether to to just start releasing them and then like keep up with it, or if I should just like Dude, bank more. I feel and, like five is a safe one to bank. Five is a good bank. You know, yeah. like because that's, that's at least like we a had month like a worth. two episode bank for a while, and yeah. then we said. Fuck it. Well, we ran into a problem when we we recorded like every day for a week during the pandemic, and yeah. then we started releasing them. And then people were like, "Yo, can I come on?" And we're like, "Sure," but it's not going to come out till like June. Yeah, for like two months. <laughs> <Yeah. the next laughs> month. So I was like, sometimes I feel like if you release, you release every week or every two weeks. I release every week. Yeah, so I mean, five's good. You got a month then. That's then what you I'm could thinking. Still, like, got you could then still bit, record so. once a week, and then if you miss a week, then it's not really a big deal. Right. Right. You know, we'll that's see. my It'll be uh, out soon. professional advice. Okay, soon. <laughs> well, go subscribe. Keep you got 20 episodes to listen to, and then, uh, yeah. then you'll be ready for the, the next season. 
yeah, oh, yeah. man. I just want to throw it out there for anybody listening that's interested in, in my stuff. Um, I'm playing a show March 26th at uh, Sneaky D's downtown. Sick. If anybody wants to come out to that and support. Nice. Downtown Toronto. Good yeah, venue. Toronto. Hell yeah. Yeah, that is yeah I love Sneaks, man. It's my second time playing Sneaks, and I'm so excited. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm also going in the studio in March. Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. So I'm going to be recording a six-song EP. Nice. First try is going to record it. You should call this one <laughs> First, first Try. try. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to come out this time. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually an extension of the album. Nice. Sweet. So it's kind of like... The album is kind of like the obviously like I talked about before, like the concept of, you know, the the highlights and lowlights of my life up until, I guess, 2019 or 2020, whenever I stopped writing them. Yeah. And now this EP is picking up from there, basically. Nice. Cool. Like the last yeah. two years. So it's it's going to go hand in hand with the album. That's why I'm releasing it the same year as the album. Right. Sweet, man. Yeah. So expect that probably in like late August, early September as a release date. Sweet. Sweet. Cool. Cool, man. Well, then we'll do another one right around then. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah I would love that. You know, yeah. or we'll, we'll do like six more in between then. I was going to say, let's do yeah. a bunch. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Same time. Same time tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could do one while I'm in the studio or something. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Sweet. I can update you guys in the studio process. Sounds great. Yeah, it'd be fun. It's midnight at a red light. All of these thoughts. Just won't stop Midnight At a red light My eyes are bloodshot You're in my blind spot Capture.